the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Rolled up to my Chevrolet, I climbed down up inside. Okay. Um Mark forgot to Mark forgot to fix something. And so Mark is still on the air, right? Okay, and Mark forgot to turn a knob, and so we all went to live, and there was no one there, and we're talking to him, and he's talking to us, but we can't hear one another, and it's, um, Vicky, it's it's all your fault. <laughs> I just thought I'd let you know. Yeah, it's all Vicky's fault. Thank you. Craig, would you say that it's Vicky's fault? Just hang in there with me. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because okay. Vicky's sitting here. Oh, oh that's, that's exactly right. So, I'm a little hot. Okay. I'm going to come down here, and I'm going to go here. And how about right there? Is that good? Okay. All right. Okay. I'll I'll get better, Gil, as as I get stupider and older. Uh, I'll get better. I promise. Anyway, uh, Vicky Bell and Craig Bell here from Bell Automotive, 87th Street and McDowell abouts. Yes. Is that what you say to people? 86, 87th, 87th Street. It's it's we're one block, one block uh, west of 101. Okay. In Scottsdale. Okay. Okay. So, and this is actually a second generation auto repair that's been on our list for probably 20 years. So why don't you walk us from the start to today? Either one of you. (laughs) Well, yeah. So we started 74 as a Shell gas station. Okay. And And we, that's you, your mom, and your dad. Yeah, me, my mom, and dad. Okay. Uh, Vicky hadn't showed up yet. Okay. So. I was two years later. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, which we hired her as a gas station pump attendant. Okay. And uh, that was then it changed my life from there. So. <laughs> it changed your life for good or, ba- or bad? <laughs> which I'm opening the door for you. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. Okay. All right. No. Just... So we uh, we stayed there until Shell decided they were leaving the state and. In 1980, okay, and closed all their shell stations and sold them to Circle K's and 7-Elevens, mm-hmm. and then we went one block down the street and bought an old Texaco, Texaco station. And oh, we lost it. No, okay. go ahead. Okay, go ahead. And then uh, uh, we added three bays to that one, and we've been there ever since. Forty. Yeah, we we did gas there for a while, then pulled out of that, and then and now it's just full service auto repair. Okay, okay. And the two of you have been there since. Yeah. Together. Yes. Uh, since well, I've I been there since. I came back from school in eighty. 
one. Okay. And then uh, she she no, was I working started for at the self service stations at the Shell station. Okay. Self service islands. Okay. So if you have a car question or a car problem, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, you're welcome to join us. And Gil, everything's still okay on your end? Okay, okay, all right. Anyway, um, I've got a, uh, a, a problem on my end that I'm just kind of making some adjustments. So Gil, I'm, that's the reason why we're struggling on this side is because Mark didn't do what he was supposed to do before the show started. And that's because Vicki and Craig were talking to me and stuff and they completely <laughs> redirected all my attention. And oh, you know what else I hadn't done? I hadn't turned my phone off. So if you guys have that. not got it, got okay. that took care of it. 602 You're welcome to give us a call. The car repair industry has changed a lot. Because you've been in it for 40 years. Yes. And, and, and likewise, we started in 79, so we've been in it for 40 years. Yeah. It's altogether different today than it ever has been before. So think about this. What's better than today than before? And then the second question is, is what's worse today than before? <laughs> well, I think technology is a double-edged sword. Okay. Um, it's very helpful for what we can now find out on cars. Mm-hmm. But the cars are also way more technology technology driven. Okay. And so you're you're really putting a lot of time into finding that technology and the problems with the technology other than back in the day And the and the machines to diagnose that technology. Yeah. So back in the day when we did, you know, it was five minutes of diagnostic okay okay and you know or, well, i mean not five but you know you had 15 minutes of uh okay we got a carburetor problem we need to go delve into that right you know nowadays if you look at a fuel injection system which just took over for the carburetor now you're like okay now it's a half hour an hour to figure out that we have a carb or a fuel system problem and it might be tied in with something else so okay and i agree with you a hundred percent the dot and you use the word diagnostic <laughs> and that's the that's the word that dominates my life yes. with with uh, people sending emails and and stuff like that w- uh, about what's it going to cost. Right, right. That's the, that's the most difficult part of our job today. Is yeah. and and I so t- tell me the drivability concern. Better yet, let's do a more common one: the check engine light. Mm-hmm. The check engine light. So, what kind of quote are you going to give over the telephone? Or what are you going to say uh, on the uh, on the phone when someone calls up and they say, "I have a check engine light on"? What? How much is your diagnostic? Right. So we're going to do. If I'm going to delve into anything other than plugging my scanner into your car, which I will do for free, that's. But that's just just a code. Tell, just a code. Right. And because some people they have to know. You know, so but usually we do an hour diagnostic. Okay, we're going to talk dollars. Dollars, we're not so talk hours. Yeah, so okay. it would be one twenty. Okay, for that okay. hour, and if we can find something that's relatively simple and fixable in that hour, I'll I'll, I'll throw that in. Okay, you know, some guys don't do that, but you know, if it's something there's a vacuum, obvious vacuum hose sitting there off, and I plug it in, and that fixes it, then I'm good with that. Um, or then we figure out, okay, now we need to take some stuff apart and then how it's going to cost from there. So. Okay. Well, I'm going to take the devil's side of your, <laughs> of your discussion. Fair enough? Yes, fair. Okay, and it's, it's, it's no problem. The, the diagnostic, you're, you're exactly right. What the hell do you do when you 
query the computer and it has a low O2 voltage. Now, most people will replace the O2 sensor, but they don't understand the O2 sensor is just a reporter. Right. So it's saying, and low means lean, right. and, and so that means I'm not seeing the fuel and air uh, f- as, I, as I want to. I see way too much air and not enough fuel. But you can't really jump on that bandwagon and say, okay, this is going to be a half charge because this could be a fuel filter that's plugged that's starving the engine yep. oh, of yeah. fuel. Yeah. And and now all of a sudden you've given away a new fuel filter and the labor to install it, which actually is more money than the diagnostic that you just yeah. quoted for one hundred twenty-five dollars. <laughs> yeah, those are the tough things, right? Yes. She gives me those funny looks when I, because I'm sometimes too nice a guy. <laughs> when well, then you you have no business on the front counter. No, <laughs> that's why I work. That's no, why I, I do a I lot of work. Stay the, in the back. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but but even to take that further, right? Okay. They they call you and they want to know a diagnostic on a, a lean O2 sure. sensor, and and there's n- the lean O2 sensor can be a vacuum leak, it can be a fuel starvation problem, and anything in between. All right. It can be an EGR valve that's opened up, that's that's half open and half closed. Mm-hmm. It can be a mass airflow sensor that's got a, a crack in the bellows. Mm-hmm. It's got all of these different things, and our job is, is to find out why is this engine saying I have too much air and not enough fuel. The first decision that has to be made is, is are we going after the air or are we going after the fuel? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the first thing that we've decided to do is take the fuel fill out, put it to our lips and blow through the sun of them. Okay? And, and it's really easy to determine if that fuel filter's plugged up. Here's the problem. You take it off, you blow through it, and it blows like a straw. Okay? That's yep, good. That's good. Okay. Put it right back in. Yeah. It's it's still the labor of replacing the fuel filter, but we just didn't replace right, it. Right, we didn't replace it. But we don't have that other fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty dollar fuel filter cost Probably. associated yeah. with that. Yeah. But we still made progress. Yeah. And it's the knowledge to know where to find the problem. You know, it's or to or which arm to take first. What's logical? Yeah. I think what drives me the craziest just. It just wads my panties up. Something fierce is when when someone will call in, and and it's typically a guy, and he's going to tell us what he wants us to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have a I have an O2 sensor code, and um, and this is what how much will it cost if you do this 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 and this? And the answer is four thousand two hundred and fifty two dollars and ninety five cents, <laughs> because I don't want to do it. I, I I it's that is the recipe for disaster. When you let somebody dictate the, the repair procedure, I think my response to that person would be, and that doesn't happen, but once a year, yeah. the, my response to that person is, is, I think what you really want is a gray-haired guy that's been around a while that's probably an ASE master. He's, he, he's, he knows your car inside and out. So you pull it in. He looks at his scanner. Well, it's already been scanned by the kid at whatever. <laughs> Oh, uh, he's a real good guy to do. It, it, why don't you give him a, your heart monitor and have him diagnose your your uh, your you bad valve issues. in your heart? <laughs> yeah. So so you got the kid there. The code just tells you that it's in the state of Oklahoma. You yes. have to go find it. It gives you the vicinity, but not the yeah uh, the location. Yeah, and and it's also telling you it's a guess from the computer. Because, like I said, you can have a low O2 sensor code, but you can have a high O2 sensor code, and both of those are two different things. Yeah. So you can't just say O2 sensor code and you go to this flow chart. But I think you'll both agree that in our industry, there's a lot of gray-haired guys, mm-hmm. like two of us that oh, are yes. sitting here, that have a good handle on that kind of stuff. But 
it's not likely that I'm going to cut a brand new customer a whole bunch of slack if I luck out on this baby at the front side. Right. Yeah. It's still a matter of scanning, checking fuel pressure, checking tailpipe emissions, and doing a little bit of unplug the the vacuum line to the fuel pressure regulator to see if it's wet. Yes. Okay. Oh, there's certain. Yeah, there's there's so many things that we were just talking about. There's so many things I do just as a really quick. It might not even do anything to do with what we're dealing with. Yes. But I do a really quick test. Okay, pull this, pull this. So doing that. Nope. Plug it back in. It's the knowledge. Yeah. It's the it's the knowledge, it's the uh, equipment, and the facility to do all that in. Yeah. And, and the hard part is, now, I'm going to say this, and you don't have to do anything but shake your heads. <laughs> if Grandma Moses come in, who's been a customer of ours since the 1916 Chevrolet she brought in, she, I'm going to extend courtesies to her that I wouldn't do to other people, right? Yes, right. Yes, that's, just, that's just the way it is. Yeah. It could be neighbors, friends, family members. Whatever, but actually, most of my family members pay more money because they're a bigger pain in the butt than <laughs> all the rest of my customers. Thank God my mom and dad are dead, and they didn't hear that. But um, the, the idea is, is it's just a difficult situation to deal with. But it's up to us to discount that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's not for anybody else. I know you well enough to know that you're going to err on the side of the customer 75% of the time. And it may very well be it's a new customer and they don't get that that exception. Or it's somebody who brought their car in, but then their boyfriend has called in five times and he wants to direct traffic and Vicky's dealing with it at the front counter. Yes. Mm -hmm. So so those kinds of things affect the repair of your car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When we come back, we're going to talk about something that just wads up my underwear, something fierce, and that's the idea of the flushing. It's just flush, flush, flush. And all we hear is flush, flush, flush. I was told I needed to have my injectors flushed. I was told I needed to have my transmission flushed. I was told I needed this flushed, that flushed. And and I before we take a break, I'm going to spot you this. I think flushing is really a wallet flush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's for the customer. We're yes. flushing money out of the customer's wallet. And then when we come back, it's what do we teach our customers to say? When that happens to them, what is it that you say? What is it that you ask the guy in front of you or the lady in front of you? Why do I need this flush? What symptoms do I have? And how do you know I need this flush? And what are you going to fix? Yes, yes. So those are the kinds of questions. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. 
You need a plan as you get closer to retirement, one that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis Saxpil-Venus of PSP and Associates Sunday mornings at 7. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis Sunday mornings at 7. Investment advisory services are offered through PSP Financial Services, LLC, an Arizona registered investment advisor. This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. How much is a little girl's life worth, Simone Biles asked at a Senate hearing last week after a scathing report on the FBI's investigation into former USA Gymnastics team doctor Larry Nasser. The FBI initially ignored allegations about Nasser. He was eventually sentenced to over 300 years in prison in 2018 for allegedly molesting more than 330 women and girls. Even as the FBI delayed following up on the accusations, Nasser continued the assaults. When the agents on the case were confronted with their lack of action on the Nasser matter, they lied. Even worse, it turns out that one of the agents had been discussing a job with the Olympics Committee with USA Gymnastics. Yet that agent has been allowed to retire with his federal pension intact. It's another verse in the same old song. Washington elites escape accountability for behavior that would be very costly for people outside the Beltway. It's a corrupt status quo that cannot stand. Welcome back, everybody. It's 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday we're here from 10 to 12 talking about car, car repair issues. My car does this. This is what I was told I needed to do. Um, and, and, and what we really like to do is you're, you're welcome to call in 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Tell us your year, make, and model, how many miles, and then we're going to talk symptoms. Tell us what it does. Does it do it hot or cold? And we'll ask the questions, and then you give us answers. And then between Craig and I and Vicky, um, we've probably got sixty years at least. Uh, no, we got more than that. Yes, because she's my she's my new noise and smell technician. Oh, okay, okay, all right. So I know that I've got forty. Yeah. And how many you got? 40. Oh, that's what we were just talking 45 plus. Okay. All right. And then we've got Vic. Yeah. Vicky's time, too. So yeah. we got 100 years of experience here. And our experience transcends 55 Chevys yeah. to the newest and greatest and yes. fanciest cars today yes. That uh, in, in the major four brands that we talk about, Fancy, yeah. Dancy, Chevy, Ford, Chrysler, Honda, Toyota. Those yeah, are the Tesla's big five. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Teslas <laughs> are out. There are one, in my world, they're a one percenter car. 1% of the people have them. I am not going to retool and send all, oh, no. all my people to school for Teslas. And 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 here's what I'm going to say something that I know is going to get me in trouble, <laughs> but I don't care. I have so many good friends that have Teslas. Oh, yes. But they are rabid about their defense of their purchase. And it gets just old really quick. Just leave it alone. If if you don't want to tell people you have a Tesla, tell them you bought a new Camry. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? It's yeah. just it's just. On I have a, a a retired policeman friend, two friends that actually have Teslas, and then I, the third retired policeman guy drives a big truck, and he hates Teslas, and I don't know why. <laughs> and I've asked him, and he doesn't have an answer. But the three of them are constantly battling. So it gets down to this: the guy that drives the big truck for a living. 
says, God help you if I know you're in front of me and we're coming up to the intersection. <laughs> well, your Tesla tells you that there's a big truck coming up behind you right now. <laughs> so th- those fun things happen, yeah. but, but at the end of the day, there's plenty of work, and, and, and the one percenters out there, those cars that represent less than one percent of the market are not the ones that Mark Salem is, is, is really going to be perfect on. It's the Chevy, the Ford, the, Ta- the Honda, the Toyota, and the uh, Dodge. Yeah. Those are the big dogs right there. Yes. So that's really all you have to worry about. 602 Let me tell you about a couple of shops that are on the opposite ends of town that are shops that I'm very proud of. Kurtz Automotive is at I-17 in Bell. You've heard me talk about Kurtz. He's on the show quite a few times this last year, and they do a great job, and they are very, very honest. So if you're anywhere near the I-17 in Bell Road, the northeast corner, Kurtz Automotive is a place I can promise you that you'll be treated fairly, and they know what they're doing. On the other side, there's only one shop in Mesa that I can recommend to you. That's Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. They've been around since 1970, but that's just Thompson's Auto Repair. The parents, just like your parents, the parents of the people who run Thompson's Auto Repair, which is Brian and Thelma, they've been in the business, in the gas station business, since the 60s. Mm-hmm. So the family has really been in the business for 40 plus 20, is 60 years, very much yeah. like your family. Yeah. And and we talk about the Thompsons and the Vivians when we talk about Mesa. Right, okay. And this is the marriage of a Thompson and a Vivian. Yeah. So okay. when you talk about that, then. But it's the only shop that uh, can pass the muster, muster from Mark Salem's point of view in Mesa. I wish I had five shops in Mesa I could refer you to, but I just don't. So we get into the diagnosis, and we're usually going to give them, for me, and I know it's true for you, and I know it's true for Vic. We give them kind of a high number on the diagnosis so we can come in under the number and be a hero. Correct. Right? We're, yes. It's not that we're going to keep the money. It's that we're going to – but we also don't have to call if we need another yeah, a third of an hour or a half an hour. Yeah. So the number kind of separates the men from the boys or any other variable, you know, variable of, of that. It, But it's, it's just a matter of, okay, if – it's a really bad thing to have me hear someone on the phone tell me how to fix it based on what the guy at AutoZone said yes. or O'Reilly's or any of the rest of them. That just drives me crazy because if those kids were really good at fixing cars, they'd be working for me for fifty dollars to $100,000 a year. That's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah. So if they were ASE masters like I am, and, 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 and I've been a master since 1981, you have ASC certifications. Yes. Okay. So when you talk about those, th- those guys look in a book, and and it would be nice if they ha- said, nine out of ten people that come in with this code on your car bought this. But the problem is, is that doesn't show success. Well, that's uh, that's a problem because you know when they come in from that parts place that gave you this little flyer for that code mm-hmm. there's one that bothers me the most is the 172 one or 171 174 lean code mm-hmm. and it gives all their little symptoms with the o2 sensor and all that they leave out vacuum leak <laughs> one of the biggest things that would make that code come out and it's not on that piece of paper absolutely and i'll give you an example of that Folks, we use engine vacuum. The engine on the top part of a V8 engine, let's do a V8 or a four-cylinder or whatever, the intake manifold has vacuum in it. So it's, it's a, like a big vacuum cleaner. It's literally a big vacuum yeah. cleaner. We use the vacuum as we open up valves. The cylinder sucks the fuel-air mixture into itself. So that's what vacuum is all about. We use vacuum 
to set your cruise control and to cancel your cruise control. We use vacuum to move your air conditioning from high vent, middle vent, to low vent. We use vacuum to cruise to do your cruise control. What else? Um, uh, evaporative emissions. Okay. It's a big, big deal with evaporative emissions. We use vacuum to open and close valves as we suck the fumes off your fuel tank and burn them through the engine. So we have that nice, clean air in Phoenix. Exactly. <laughs> so when you look at all that stuff there, you say to yourself, vacuum is the very first place I'm going to look. Now, if you open a hood on a car and you're going to go look for a vacuum leak, how long will it take you to typically find it if it's there? Well, it depends. Uh, again, we're talking, I, I work on a, a myriad of cars. So okay. if I had to look at an old Ford truck, it's going to take me a much longer because they have a lot of vacuums. Yeah, and you're talking, I, I, what's that uh, What's that Dura, Dura Spark 5 or something yeah. like that? No, you're right. The one, the Ford, the Ford, those Ford trucks and cars yeah. that had four miles of vacuum line <laughs> underneath the hood. The, the idea is, is that sometimes we can hear it. Oh, yeah. Uh, sometimes you sometimes can hear Sometimes I the get hiss. my little uh, uh, stethoscope out and right. I'm finding leaks with a stethoscope exactly. because it's easier to hear that little hiss, you know. Right. So. so those are the kinds of tricks that we know, but his piece of paper doesn't have vacuum link on it, but he'll have you replace a whole bunch sensor. of and map sensors yeah. and this and that and EGR in <laughs> case it's holding it open yeah. and destroying yeah. your vacuum. So they do all of this work kind of stuff, but at the end of the day, it's a vacuum leak. Now, I know that you've enjoyed what I'm about to describe, but isn't it really kind of cool that every once in a while you get you open up the hood to maybe a new customer huh? or even maybe an old customer with a well, well-meaning well child. Mm-hmm. You open up the hood and they've got a code and you recognize it as a vacuum code. And you're, they're talking to you and you're looking and you go, okay, well, hang on just a minute. I'm going to fix it for you right now. And you just plug in the vacuum <laughs> line that goes to the back of the manifold. Yeah. And... Um, and you say that that should take care of it. And you shut the hood and say, this one's on the house. And you yeah. slap them on the shoulder and walk away. That happens at least once a month in my shop. Mm-hmm. It, that it, kind of stuff. If, But I'm not going to take someone who's just driving by and run them out there and, and do that for them. It's going to be Mrs. Moses who's done business with us for 30 or 40 yes. years. Yeah. That's going to get, We're going to give them the first real quick look. Yeah. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. 
Tune in to Top Gun Retirement Hour with Alan Kiefer. It's time in America for CRT. No, not what you're hearing in the media. Critical retirement thinking. Understand the process and challenges of retirement planning with best-selling author Alan Kiefer. If you want to succeed at the business of retirement, do it with a plan and a retirement coach. Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. Right here on 960 The Patriot. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. I'll pick you up after it. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win. In air, space, and cyberspace. I'm proud to be a member. I'm proud to protect. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels, and results of the dream of Henry Ford. Well, welcome back, everybody. Nine minutes after the hour, actually thirty-four minutes after the hour of ten o'clock, and I'll I'll get it straight. I'll get my stuff together sooner or later. Action Auto Repairs at I-17 and Deer Valley Road. I've known Tom since 1983. Um, after you've known somebody, as long as I've known Tom, you, you really do know if he's honest, if he's dependable, if he knows what he's talking about. Because when you get in an environment, Craig, like we have where we got 10 or 12 shop owners in a table, mm. it doesn't take long to figure out who knows what they're doing and who doesn't know <laughs> what they're doing. And it's usually the new guy that's struggling. 
Right. It's the older guys have already been yeah. done, been there, done that. But nevertheless, Tom's been around a very long time. He has ASE Master Certified Technicians. So if you're in the vicinity of I-17 and Deer Valley Road, he's on the northwest corner of I-17 and Deer Valley, and you don't have an auto repair shop. May I suggest, as I do on all the shops that I refer you to, is stop by for an oil change or call for an oil change and see how you're treated. Speaking of oil changes, what I'm seeing a lot right now is, and I'm seeing this, it's brought to my attention by owners of vehicles, other shop owners, um, some of the oil vendors, um, and then there also some, there's some criminal activity where we tell them something that's not true. And one of the things that we're seeing is we're seeing a, let me ask you this, what's your synthetic oil change interval? Um, we, I do five to six. Okay. On the synthetic oil. On the synthetic oil. Okay. And is your, is the cars that you're working on, what kind of a year spread are you? Are you in the seventies, eighties, nineties? Are you pre 2000 or north of 2000? Um, well, most of our cars, I mean, I, I, I go from fifties to. We have a 59 El Camino. Yeah. So we go all the way around. So, so yeah. So a lot of my newer cars, and that's what I've been running into problems lately is. A lot of my older customers are buying new cars, uh-huh. and this is a lady that doesn't drive three thousand miles in a year, right? And now she has a synthetic car that's got a twelve to fifteen thousand mile call on the yeah. oil change. Yeah. So what are you going to do? And you she's gonna... all worried. She keeps coming in every three thousand, going, "I need to get my oil change." And we're trying to explain, "No, you do not need to get your oil change. We'll check the fluids now for." And and, and I've sort of been doing that lately. Is some of my older customers that have newer cars, I'm bringing them in once at three thousand, well, and we're doing a, a little little easy safety check, and sending them back out without changing the oil because it's just that is a big problem. Yeah, that is a big problem. The big problem is is that we have older customers, and we're we're right across the street from Ahwatukee and yeah. Mountain Park Ranch and stuff like that that have three to five thousand mile oil change intervals. And that's all they're going to do. Yeah. So if you put a synthetic in there that goes 15,000 miles, what do you do? Yeah. Well, you call them in at the end of a year because yes. that's what needs to be done. Yeah. You can also back them up to a semi-synthetic or even a conventional from three to 5,000, right. right. and you can put them in that and save them some money. But what we're seeing is is we're seeing shops purposely put 3,000-mile oil changes on cars that have averaged 20,000 miles a year. <laughs> so why are you putting synthetic oil in your car? Or why are you, why are they putting synthetic, synthetic oil, oil in their car, car, but they're calling it back at 3,000 miles when it, your your light's going to come on and tell you you're due for an oil change right. between 10 and 12 and 15? Yeah. yeah. So how are you explaining that to your customer? It's, it's, been, a, it's been a challenge. Like I said, I just had a lady in uh, just yesterday. She was synthetic, full synthetic oil change. And we were trying to explain that, you know, well, we'll see you in a year. And she looked, she had that puzzled face. Mm-hmm. And I, I said this, with the new synthetic oil, we don't have to change her oil. And she was, she said, well, can I come in and get, you know, checked? And I said, yes, that's perfect. We're going to put like six months down. And in six months, you come back and we'll check all your tires and all your fluids. But it had been two years since and she years been since in. Been in so. And we didn't get to do a safety check in that time, so you know, no, I explained the importance of that. That that's the problem. Yeah. The problem is, is they're going to go out and do ten to fifteen thousand miles, and they think everything's going to be okay. 
hypothetically, it should be okay. Right. But it's really a good idea to have somebody check the fluids, the belts, the hoses, and the tires in the interim <laughs> because we never did that before. We did it every 3,000 miles, but now all of a sudden you're asking us to look into the future 10 to 15,000 yeah. miles ahead and tell them it's okay. It's okay. It's difficult, yeah. and it's difficult for them. And then the other, I had another lady in we've been having a dealing with, and, and this is a Subaru issue, is... They burn oil oh, naturally. Yeah. Yep. So you got a 15,000-mile oil change. There's no oil left at 15,000 miles. Well, She's been it, in every, every three weeks to have her oil checked just because it burns so much. And, and, and you're right. Um, the other day, Eddie said, I'm going to start disconnecting the oil pressure switch to make sure the light still works or grounding the lead okay. to it to make sure because that will tell them. And then it's a matter of you can drive it until you get the red light. But when you get that red light, you got to come right in. That's yeah. right then, right there, right now. But you, this creates all kinds of things like you're talking about, yeah. and it's it's certainly the olders. Now, then you have other ones that that want a conventional oil, but the oil light's going to come on in the car at 10,000 miles, but they want conventional oil, which has a 3,000-mile life. What do you do then? They come in with the black oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things that we're between a rock and a hard spot because we have all these moving targets. The target is is which oil of three. Right. Then, then each one of them has a different oil change interval. Then the third part of it is is what is the car programmed to turn on that light? Yes. And you and you have to work through that. Yes. Yeah. And and unfortunately, we can't just take and put a band a bandaid over the light anymore, no, no. or take the bulb out of it. We can't do that anymore. That's what we did in the eighties. Well, I was the electrical tape. We were just right we were just edge. talking about that the other day. Was, you know, in the old days, you, when you had a temperature problem, you always had the, the you always had the light would come on and scare you. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. some of the de- manufacturers have taken that light out. Right. So they're relying on the person to look at that gauge and know where that gauge should be. Instead of putting a light there, going, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, or, or or flashing the yes. light, or 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 audi- audibly talking to the driver, <laughs> buzzing and, their seat or something. But I can tell you this much: on the newer model cars, I was told the other day by somebody from Chevrolet, we're going to shut them down. Okay, well, that's right? a- we're we're going to literally shut off the fuel supply. Um, we're going to somehow or another try to make or help them not destroy the engine. That's a good idea. Limp, so limp mode. Yeah, or go into limp mode. And limp mode means basically you can do, what, 10, 15 miles yeah, an hour, but that's it. You're gonna, it'll still go, but the computer's going to shut off your air conditioning. It's yeah. going to turn on your cooling fans. It's going to do a bunch of different things in, to con- help you get in limp mode to the shop. somewhere. And in, and in Arizona, turning your air off is one of the big things yeah, that brings them into the shop all the time. <laughs> yeah, they they, they might be overheating, but my air's not working. And and like you said, they're overheating, but the air's not working. That's the issue. Or the tires are bald and the yeah. brakes are metal to metal. But, my but, my air, but, but fix the air first. <laughs> fix the air first. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Charlie Kirk believes we're seeing the decline of America. Right now, there are hundreds of people that run your country, run our military, run our government, that are kind of like, what's the big deal if we lose? Who cares if it's humiliating? What's important is whether or not we get paid. What's important is whether or not my child goes to Harvard. I mean, we do that all the time. That's all we've done is lose over the last 30 years. And we get promoted while doing it. The Charlie Kirk Podcast, available on SalemPodcastNetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are heard. America, welcome home the brave. 
The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. If you have a car question or car problem, or if you have a car dilemma, or if you and your wife have a an argument about a particular aspect of the car, then uh, give us a call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and I'll turn the speakers off, and that way that Gil will say, I hear an echo, and, and I just shut it off, Gil. So I'm having a tough time today. You know what's going on right now is Renee and the kids have a garage sale at the house that we've sold. And so I stopped by there this morning, and it was utter chaos. <laughs> and so I was thinking, I'd Your really, mind is chaos. I w- really wish I would have been there yeah. instead of here. But that's okay. That's okay. I I enjoy this. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. How many of your customers do you think understand the difference between normal and max air? Oh, I I just had to explain to a lady yesterday. Two percent. We uh, the biggest one I have is with all the new automatic airs. Uh-huh. People like to turn it like what they have at the house. So I'm going to run my air at 79 okay. on my car, 
And then they'll come in and they'll go, my air's just not quite cold enough. And I said, crank that baby down to 60, Mm -hmm. and it will be cold enough. (laughs) And go back up until you find your happy spot. But your house is quite large. It's a gymnasium compared to your car. Right. And your car will get 140 sitting in the parking lot. And if you leave it on 79 or and you want to come out and cool that 140 down to 79, mm-hmm. it's going to take a while. Take it down to 60. And take it down to up. 60. It, 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 the, the recirculatory yes. is like your house. Yeah. Okay, so we're just taking inside air, cooling it off, and putting it right back into the house. Right. Outside air or normal is like a swamp cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to have a window down. Mm-hmm. We have, especially older guys... They they'll argue with you about normal, and and you you you. My explanation is is it's like a swamp cooler. In order for normal to work, we have to bring outside air in, and and we have to. It's like a swamp cooler. You you're not going to have anything if you block off the air coming in. <laughs> so you but on on recirculatory or maximum, yeah. it's like your house where we're recirculating it within. So we're sucking air out of the hallway in the hallway cooling it off and putting it back into the house. Well, a swamp cooler where we have outside air creates cold, and then we blow the cold in. But, yeah. And now... Yeah, I, we have a joke between the two of us because we used to go to Tucson a lot because my daughter was living down there. <laughs> and there's always a... There's a dump on the one there's side of the... As you come into in town. A stinky spot. Yeah, there's okay. a stinky spot. And I so always blame him. <laughs> when you're on outside air, there's a look over at you as you're driving going... What are you, why are you stinky? And then I have <laughs> to look at over, and I'm like, we're on outside air. Let me turn it on inside air. Now we. Okay, now I got to explain it for them, okay? <laughs> when, when you're on outside air, you are sucking air from the outside, you're cooling it off, and you're putting it into the passenger yes. compartment. When you go by a dump pasture. Or, or a pasture and it smells like crap, then that's going to be aspirated into the car, okay? <laughs> it works the other way around, too. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. It, 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 it's, it's one of those things where I remember uh, I, this guy that brought me up in cars in 1966 and 68, his name was Ken. And what he would do would be is, is he would exhaust the air inside the car that was contaminated with something he just gave the inside of the car but he'd drop the window next to me okay so, you'd get the, so, so you'd as get this draft. fart left the car it's it, passing it, by. It, by my face because because the window is now down where i'm sitting so if you're mad at your wife oh put her window down oh gosh you're, you you guys remember the old days and the old gas station days like your father. Yes. And and Whitey and Jim and Harry and God only knows in Scottsdale, all the old gas station guys, Bill. Yeah. Uh, yep. All of those guys, they were ornery. Oh, yeah. oh they <laughs> they were ornery. They were yeah. as ornery as a bunch of farmers. My dad, and, uh, my dad and Jim Winters go to lunch. Not as much as they used to, but they... They see each other, mm-hmm. and they're the they're the the two older ones that I see. Most of the other guys are out uh, doing uh, you know retirement yeah. stuff, but uh, Jim's still around, and so they they go out and have lunch. And and, and Jim was well known for um, making sure the customer understood that they were wrong, as well <laughs> as right, as well as right. You got to give him credit. Oh yeah. Um, and 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 Jim was uh, he's a very tall man and yeah. he's a very intimidating yes, man. Yes. But he was also he had been in the business since Jesus was oh, yeah. a baby. He's been in the gas station business. Your father was was Snow White. Yeah. Jack the Ripper was his wife. <laughs> <laughs> 
still is. <laughs> and still is. So your dad was the guy that was really nice. Yeah, my dad was the the, the mediator between Jim and maybe Whitey or, or yeah. Harry yeah. or whoever at the time. Yep. You know, and so he would be that middle guy that, okay, you guys are, you, no, you you need to calm down. Oh, no, no. You, you know, so back and forth. So that's that was my dad's role back in those days. And, and we're not going to mention your mother by name, but we are going to mention that if you were going to... Uh, catch fire with someone at the front office it wasn't going to be with your dad it was no. going to be with your mother <laughs> and, and it was probably because they the customer was asking for something that she just found completely inappropriate <laughs> you know oh i did authorize three hundred dollars worth of work but oh, gosh i'm a little short on money can i pay you at ten dollars a week now your dad would say yes excuse me come here you for a minute that five yeah, yeah, yeah exactly your dad would pass it to your mother but but that's the way it always was yeah I mean, I've coined, well, I didn't coin, I probably stole it for somebody else, but Jack the Ripper, Snow White kind of syndrome. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Really? Uh, everybody everybody knows that if you're going to get called into Mark's office, you're getting your ass chewed. That's all there is to it. You know, you ain't, you ain't coming in for a hug. Yeah. It's, okay. But if you get called into Renee's office, then uh, it's one of those things that you're probably going to get a raise, you're going to get an attaboy, you're going to get something. Okay. Okay, who's, who's saying Oh, this is my... Uh, my daughter's uh, texting me at the time. She's <laughs> yes. she's listening. At the, uh, she just moved back from Maine last okay. year. We okay. moved her back Thankfully. middle of COVID, okay. cross country. So uh, she's now uh, a librarian at uh, Glendale Community College and mm-hmm. loving it. So living in the Central Corridor. Yeah, and is, is she is, is she a car girl? I mean, to uh, some extent, she knows a lot. She knows a lot. She okay. knows. Okay. She just called me about a car question last night. Okay, she got home from we we went out for dinner and she goes, Dad, the middle dome lights on and it won't go out when i shut the door and i said we'll push the lens because that's usually the switch is in the lens mm-hmm. and she said i tried that already she, she's already tried she's already several diagnosed. things <laughs> that she knew that she, that i've already taught her over the years mm-hmm. and she said it didn't work so i said well i you know we tried the door closing the door and i said uh i said well we i think we might have a short in that light you know and i, I said let's try one other thing and she had already figured it out before i said it she banged it a few times and it went out yes yeah you how many times have you fixed something with your fist yes <laughs> and it's a great diagnostic tool oh, you know yeah. what i mean oh the i car- drive down the road if you have a dash issue mm-hmm. you bang on the top of the dash and if it all comes back up you know we're in the dash or that noise that was under the dash a few weeks ago yeah it, it it's it's not necessarily a fix. No. It's just it's it's Gives step you an one area of that's the, right. Yeah, step one. And and then what do you do when you do hit the dash and the noise goes away, and you can't get it to happen yeah, yeah. again? <laughs> and then so so what what we do is we put a, like a, a little piece of paper that says pow and uh-huh. we tape it to the area of the dash okay. and we said we need you to help us with this <laughs> but but the but the idea is is that 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 does happen all the time oh yeah this was a perfect example of vicky's new job as the the noise and the the smell person uh-huh we had a lady that just brought a, a car it was a used car and it was a uh um used by a salesman or whatever and so she brought in with a noise and of course i go out drive it I, I don't hear the noise. She okay. gives me pretty specific where it's happening. I don't hear it, so I give it to one of my other guys. He drives it. We don't hear it. And so we give it back to her and said, if it starts getting worse. And it's a fairly new car. It's got 40,000 miles on it. And we're we're like, in our heads as a technician, we're like, it, it's got 40. There's not a lot of things that can break or, right. or are wore out yet that are going to be causing this noise. So she brings it back after a trip to Tucson. And she goes, oh, it was just driving me crazy the whole way. So I get it in again, I don't hear the noise again. Yeah. So 
I we give it to Vicky and literally goes around the block, comes back in, has taken a phone and taken a, a a capture of the noise where she thinks it's coming from in the dash. Okay. And we look at it and and we actually hear the little noise. So it's like okay. So she gets under there and feels something. She says, I think I feel something under there. Vicky does. And then so my technician gets under there and looks. And they had put a Tracker, tracking, device. tracking device on the ALD connector for the computer. Okay. And it was banging as she drove. Swinging and Swinging banging. Swinging and, and banging. And so we pulled that off and everybody was Part happy. pulled it off and said, I can use some of these oh, parts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, heck, yes. And, and, and which one of your boyfriends put this tracking device on your car? <laughs> <laughs> and then you can say, your dad. Yeah. <laughs> now, your that's dad what we figured out. It was, a, you know, it was probably a corporate car, uh-huh. and they wanted to watch where their salesman or whoever was out and about. So Absolutely. We get that a lot nowadays, so. And, and that's that's the tough part is noises. Noises. Yes. It, it, it We really need the customer. It's a real simple conversation as far as I'm concerned. You need to learn how to make this happen. Right. And then that's it. And we got a caller. Gil, who might that be? Say hello to Greg. Greg, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How can I help you? Uh, 2008 Suburban drinking brake fluid. I can't. It's not leaking any place. Can't see where it's going. Uh, brakes are working, but it just keeps drinking fluid probably half a bottle every two to three weeks. Okay. All right. So um, is there's a two-part reservoir. Is it the front reservoir, the rear reservoir, or how, when you add fluid? The larger of the two. Okay. So that's the front brakes. Okay. Yes. And the only other place I can think of is if you're not leaking off the calipers, which would leak brake fluid onto the wheels, and you would see the stains of the brake fluid on the wheel as the wheel spins real fast, you'd see lines that started at the center of the wheel and went went outward. Mm -hmm. You need to check the inside of the tire as well on both fronts to make sure that there's not any brake fluid on the inside. The only other place that I can think of would be the booster. Brake booster, yeah. Yeah. Now, the brake booster, what you do then is is you can leave the lines on the master cylinder, take the two bolts that hold the brake master cylinder to the booster. Are you with me so far? Okay. And then you're just going to slide the booster out about two inches. Now, the lines are going to move with you and... Just don't kink any of the yeah, lines. Yeah, won't be a problem. But. Yeah. And then look at okay. the back of the master cylinder, and because there's going to be a rod that goes into a, the back of the master cylinder into a puck that looks about the size of a quarter, mm-hmm. and it has a concave okay. area in it. If that's all wet, then your booster is full of brake fluid, and you need to replace the booster and the master. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to give you an and estimate. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go go shoot from the hip. Either one. Oh, of that, you. that that's all across the board. It depends on. Oh, well, on suburban, I guess that's not too bad. Okay. So I don't know three, three four hundred dollars for the part. Part. Yeah. 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 For the part, yeah. then you got installed, then you got bleeding, and then you got yeah. brake fluid. So I, I was in five, the five to yeah. six to okay. hundred range, just guessing. Yeah. Just guessing. Yeah. But if you've done work before like this, you'll be fine. Here's where you're likely to get into a trouble. When you put the new master on. Um, getting it to bleed prof- properly is going to be really tough. Um, we usually use uh, we usually put it in a device and bleed it, and we have specific tubing that we use where we push fluid in and suck fluid out. And you can't do that um, unless you have this setup. So you could do the booster and and master yourself. I would bench bleed the master before I put it on. Yes, that's what I do. Does that make sense to you? It does, but. 
getting the air out of the line. You're saying these would that still be all four wheels, right? Would have to be bled. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so what about the air that is is between the the booster and the all the line going back to the rear wheels? No, there's not going to be any air in the booster. Yeah, there's not going to be yeah the the master okay. cylinder's defective and it's pouring brake fluid into the booster. We got to replace the booster, but the new master cylinder bolts to the booster and the bleeding procedure is no different than if you would have just okay. opened the system and put it back together. Okay, okay, got to run. But thank you very much for calling, Greg. We have open line six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We're going to be back for another hour of fun and car frivolity. I can't spell it, but I can hardly say it. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.